And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. Here he is, Michael Savage. Republicans leaving town saying no to more funding is playing politics over the safety of the American people. They say the border is their priority, but given their actions, clearly it's not. Miranda Devine, always a great, great pleasure to welcome you to the Michael Savage podcast. Let's get right down to business. Your most recent article says it all. You outline how Democrats continue to flip the script on reality. Uh, enabled by the vermin in the media. You didn't say that. Uh, how, how Biden and fellow Dems been able. What they do is everything they say is the opposite of what reality is. Can you give us some examples from your great article? Well, yeah. I mean, look, most recently, I guess uh, we can talk about Russia. Um, we can talk about how, um, you know, Vladimir Putin said the other day, he told a, a TV host that, um, you know, he preferred Biden over Trump Why? as president. What was that reverse? That was a reverse uh, a psychology? Well, no. I mean, he said uh, completely understandably, he said, oh, he's a more predictable person. He's, uh, you know, sort of a, a, a politician that we can understand, you know. Um, and uh, and remember, during the Trump administration, um, Putin didn't invade anybody. You know, he didn't know what Trump was going to do. He I, was Miranda. Afraid. I take it. I take it. You and your husband are not buying the sneakers, the four hundred dollar gold sneakers then. <laughs> With the T on them? No. <laughs> <laughs> OK, we, we could talk about everything we want. But, you know, all anyone's going to remember is, is the sneakers, not even the ruling in New York last week. Well, I guess he needs money for those legal bills. Four hundred million dollars. A lot of money has to sell a million pair of sneakers, doesn't he? To get yeah. Them. Well, well, I mean, he's got to buy the sneakers. I think they're worth about $15. So, you know, he's got to sell it. There's a, that's a, a lot of sneakers. Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Middle East on the brink. North Korea on the brink. Iran increasing its aggression. Elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989-898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Turn it around fast. And we're going to 
going to remember the young people and we're going to remember sneaker con you know that we're going to remember the young people the young people especially that wear sneakers right do you think that the maga people are going to buy gold sneakers with a t on them i don't know uh on newsmax this weekend i outlined the several points that the trump's legal team could use to appeal the ruling by new york so-called judge arthur crazy man and Gorin, who looks more and more to me like a guitarist from Marin County on Magic Mushrooms. <laughs> Is there any justice left in this nation with lunatic judges like Engoron, who says Mar-a-Lago is worth $18 million when anyone who lives in Florida knows it's worth about, let's say, $800 million, $600 million minimum, all those acres on in Palm Beach? Does he, does he have any idea what business is, this lunatic? He looks like a night school lawyer who uh, <laughs> rode the New York subway and had a tuna fish stain on his raincoat uh, <laughs> uh, and then became a judge by working his way up in the back back benches of New York. The man's a lunatic. So do you think uh, that the appellate court is going to be any different? Well, I, I think they'd have to be, wouldn't they? I, I hope New York hasn't descended to the um, complete you know, disaster that Washington is. Uh, I look, Engeron looks like he's enjoying himself. You're right. Yes. He's a lunatic. He yes. this is his moment in the spotlight. Yes. He's nobody knew who he was before right. that. And now all his friends are fainting him. Um and there's just no accountability. And um, you know, he, he even admits there were no victims. The banks were happy. Trump paid on time and completely um, and the reason he got the – I didn't even realise this until I looked at the judgment the other day. The reason that he got a good deal on the interest rate was because he put up a personal guarantee that he would – you know, if he if he welched on the money, they could come and take every, every single asset that he owned. Um, well, this corrupt judge and Goran – I like to know the derivation of that name, by the way. It's, it's confusing to me. I try to find the, the derivation of the name. It's an odd name. I confuse him with Erdogan of Turkey, but I yes. shouldn't do that. But this corrupt judge moved the case from the commercial division to the civil courts. That's because he wanted no jury and wanted to hear the case himself. He used the consumer fraud statute against a private company in New York that's almost never been used. The uh, uh, case uh, 6312. That statute has generally been used in class actions where there are many, many victims. Yeah. There are no victims in this case with Trump. So, sure, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Joseph Stalin's mad murderer, uh, Beria, used to use that. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. So now we have it being done by Democrats, as seen in this case against Trump. No injured party, no case, no damages, no cause of action. And yet. $400 million, and he's got to start making payment on it until the appeal at the interest rate of 9% a year. How is this even possible in America that private property could be seized like this by a judge who, by all means, looks to me like he never, ever ran a lemonade stand, even yeah. as a child? Yeah. Look, and Kathy Hochul is there saying, oh, don't worry to all the other businesses and all the investors who want to pull out of New York or who, who aren't going to invest in New York because of this, because this is a, a sovereign risk, basically. And Kathy Hochul, the governor, says, oh, no, it was just a one-off. It's just, just because of Trump. Right. Just proving that it was a deliberate, targeted prosecution Oh, okay. So that could, demolition. Be as, that could be used in his appeal when she says it was only targeted at Trump. But the fact is, no, it could be used against anyone now as a precedent. 
Of course. I mentioned you get outside. Miranda, I know that you write on a wide series of topics and you're a student of history, which is very unusual in the media. (laughs) As am I. I love to study history because we are repeating it because we're not uh, studying our history. I mentioned in a recent YouTube broadcast that the Dems are now more like the Jacobo, the the Jacobins, the Jacobins of the French Revolution and other revolutionaries of the past. And people don't understand that they then brought about a reign of terror. I wouldn't say that we're that far away from a reign of terror when you see the crime waves in New York, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, San Francisco and other major cities. I would think this is like the French Revolution and it's being run by the Democrats in order to intimidate the middle class and the aristocracy, which to them are anyone who makes more than one hundred thousand dollars a year. Do you think America can survive these assaults? Well, we're certainly on a spiral downwards. And remember what happened in the French Revolution was that the revolutionaries ended up eating their own. Uh, yes. You know, it always comes back to bite the ones who start it. And, uh, but, but I mean, history will repeat itself. Um, and by then, the society has imploded. So I guess that's what they want. I guess that's what George Soros, someone who knows George Soros, who's funding a lot of this chaos, said, um, Uh, I said, why is he doing this? And they said, because he thrives on chaos. He genuinely thinks that if he sows chaos, then out of, um, you know, out of that will spring a new progressive world. Well, it's also a good way to hedge bets against currencies and destroy them. If you create chaos, you weaken a currency. If you short a currency and you make a fortune, as he did by betting against the English pound and the Malaysian currency, uh, by weakening a country, you weaken the currency. And if you had shorted that currency, you make another fortune. It's all business at the end of the day, is it not? Yeah. I mean, he lives in New York, though. I know. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. And why would you? How about his inheritance idiot son, the (laughs) moron idiot son who never worked a day in his life? who is now more radical than the stupid father, the crazy father, the radical, radical father, is now dating Huma Abedin. What's that about? Well, tell me <laughs> about has, that one. What's she that has, about? She just has the worst taste in men, obviously. Can you imagine from Anthony Weiner to Alex Soros? At least he's got money. <laughs> I don't know the connection between the two, but I, and I don't want to know, to be honest with you. I don't know what they have in common, if anything, but I certainly don't want to learn it from her. Uh, so so this man, a clear inheritance case, the boy, the, the uh, son of uh, Sam, the son of, uh, of uh, what's his <laughs> name? What's his name? Uh, George, jo- the son of George, the son of George is allegedly more radical than the father, if that's even possible. So he's undermining the cities one after the other. And he lives in the city. Does he not see what's happening on the subways? Well, I mean, look, obviously he lives in a bubble. He has apparently, George Soros has a team of um, ex-Mossad bodyguards and uh, he's, you know, he lives in a gated um, estate. Uh, he has so much money that nothing touches him. And, and this is the problem. Mossad bodyguards, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Well, I guess there'd be a lot of people who would like to see the back of him. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. You know, earlier you said that Putin views Biden as an asset, whether he knows it or not. Could you explain a little bit what that means? I didn't really quite catch that one. It's an interesting statement. Well, look, 
um, I think, I don't know if you remember this, but Osama bin Laden, um, when he was uh, taken out by SEAL Team 6, he um, there was a, a, some writings in his terrorist lair, and one of them was this uh, instruction to his al-Qaeda minions um, to, you know, seek out Barack Obama's plane and blow it out of the sky. But whatever you do, don't shoot down the then vice president, Joe Biden's plane. And um, that's why I'll read to you exactly what he said. He said, um, you know, you want to concentrate on Obama because he's the head of infidelity and killing him automatically will make Biden take over the presidency for the remainder of the term. Biden is totally unprepared for that post, which will lead the US into a crisis. And, you know, I mean, that was back in 2010 and how right he was and uh, how many other people, uh, Bill Gates, remember, said that there's nothing that no no policy decision that uh, Biden hasn't made that hasn't been wrong. Um, he's, you know, Obama has said, uh, don't underestimate uh, Joe Biden's capacity to F things up. Um, the guy is a disaster. He's only been in there three years. Look at the whole world. Look yeah, how, at the border. Is, how is this administration? But it's not just him. Let's say he's mentally incompetent, which has become more clear to even the average person, even at the New York Times t- saying that it's, it's an issue. Of course, they're, they're conflating age with um, mental acuity, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm the same age as Biden. And really? I'm, oh, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm going to be 82 in March if I make it to March watching what's wow. going on in the country. People Chalk don't know that. Yeah. I've li- it's because I've led such a horrible life that I'm still alive. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I said for years, I said I mean, the three V's keep me going. Vodka, vitriol and uh, some the other V. I don't know what the <laughs> other one. Is. But the thing, the civil war is here. I wrote that in, in my book, Miranda. I don't want to drag you into my book, but it's actually a great book. A Savage yeah. Republic. I actually wrote in chapter one, <clears throat> the civil war is here. And I said, we're not going to see massive armies of Americans marching toward each other. It's a war of ideas. Yeah. And America is roughly split into three political groups, conservative, libertarian and progressive. And it is this last group that has declared war against the other two. What do you think of that idea? Oh, you're absolutely right. And the problem is that the left has captured uh, you mentioned the media, but it's not just the media. It's all the cultural heights, whether right. it's. Um, you know, movies or television, they own everything. Um, high culture, low culture, even sports, uh, corporate boardrooms. There is no way of escaping it. it. Even if, even if they're a tiny percentage, I think the radical left might be five percent, um, even one percent. But they, they have a, a script to work off. The Marxist script, um, the Long March institutions. They've Long had. March. Very powerful people, people like Obama, who have been there, who've made things easier for them, got rid of their their obstacles. Um, and so, and, and you know, the average person is so busy working and paying the mortgage and bringing up children, um, they don't really have time to think about this agenda. And uh, you know, I think Americans are generally pretty big-hearted and generous. And um, and tolerant, you know, they sort of think, well, if someone wants uh, something that much, then who am I to stop them? Um, you know, for instance, the transgender thing oh. that 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 was seeded 
you know, decades ago. They have been working really hard for about a decade to try and normalize transgenderism. And as soon as, as, soon as they win that battle, then they, they come after the kids. And if you say that, yes. then most, you know, the left says, oh, you're paranoid, you're yes. crazy. Yes. And then the average sort of normal person says, oh, yes, that sounds crazy. Right. And that's how they win, who inch by thought, inch. Who would ever th have thought that we'd see men pretending to be women, for competing with them in women's sports. The reason we have weight divisions, for example, in, in boxing matches is precisely because everyone under knows, understands that a heavyweight could easily defeat a lightweight or a middleweight just by size and sheer force. So how does that not apply to this? I've For years since this started, I've said we should have a whole transgender division. That would make sense. You yes. want to compete? So make a transgender division. What's yeah. this with destroying women in soccer, volleyball and wrestling and things like that? But again, getting back to the more serious. Well, I, it's all serious. You know, we're sitting here wringing our hands and no one knows what to do to fight back. But I, I was reading about the, the reign of terror of the French revolutionaries. Right. So I read in 1793, Miranda, this will appeal to you. I think France was facing internal civil war. Sound familiar? and was being attacked by foreign countries. Look at our border. Look at China. And the Jacobins, the Jacobins, were afraid that the revolution was going to fail. And so behind the leadership of Robespierre, they instituted the reign of terror yeah. to control the people. And they would arrest, often arrest and execute anyone suspected of treason. I mean, it's chilling to think of J6. It's very much like that. Yes. Thousands of people were executed. Hundreds of thousands were arrested. How many people arrested in J6 who did nothing? They were just there. So eventually, the French people realized that the state of terror could not continue. And they overthrow Robespierre and had him executed. The Jacobin Club was banned and many of its leaders were executed or jailed. When will that happen in America that we will see this left wing fanaticism overthrown? Do you think we'll ever see that? And then we will see it in the next few years. Or is it going to take 20 years of a reign of terror for it to happen? Well, I think history always, you know, swings in, in pendulum fashion. And um, uh, we've had our reign of terror. I mean, I would call the summer of uh, 2020, uh, those riots, Antifa, BLM riots, that was a reign of terror. And that really did terrify everybody across the country who watched cities and towns burn uh, and people were murdered and the police were you know, handcuffed and demoralized. And then, you know, the FBI tells us, oh, no, the Antifa, that's not that's not a terrorist group. No, no, it's just an idea. And, um, yeah. it's, and, the white, and it's the white man who's the, th the threat to you. The, uh, the, the white guy who loves America, the ex-military, the police, the fire, that's they're right. the real threats. So if you have a school shooters and they don't fit that white male category, Bingo. then it just gets buried by the media. Uh, so... Um, I think the gaslighting that we um, are subjected to day after day, it's a real psychological operation. And people are so distracted by, you know, entertainment, by their phones, by games, whatever they spend their time doing, um, and they get the endorphins there. And it's much more pleasant than actually dealing with the reality of what's happening, well, your, your country being stolen from you, the invasion. How I do not understand how more than 8 million military-aged men were allowed to invade this country, were invited by the president to invade this country. And people are really 
still not that angry about it. Nope, because it's not affecting them directly. And they, it's kind of in a, someone else's backyard. This whole sanctuary city policy nonsense. Of course, it's affecting all of us in terms of so many aspects of our lives. But you're talking about the border crisis. Shockingly, Biden has tried to spin the border crisis, blaming Republicans for the invasion. Now, I know the statement, you can fool some of the people some of the time, you can fool some of the people all the time, <laughs> but you can't fool all of the people all the time. Does Biden and his minions actually think that they can fool all of the people all of the time? Yes, they they managed to turn sawdust into gold every time. Look at the Russia collusion hoax. That was the biggest joke came out of the Christopher Steele dossier that anybody looking at it would have just laughed out of court. It was a joke, um, but it worked for them. They managed to tie up and hogtie Donald Trump's administration for, you know, two years out of that. And they also uh, furthered their cause of demonizing Russia. I don't know if you saw that poll, um, Rasmussen poll today, showing that I think Democrats, about 60% of Democrats were more think that Russia is a great, the greatest oh. threat to us, much more than China, um, and the numbers are flipped. With aren't the- they? Aren't they the same Democrats who thought that we all should have the vaccine and ten boosters? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Oh, it, you know, survival of the fittest maybe. Are, but aren't they the same Democrats time. who r- drive around in their own car to this day with a mask on and no one else yeah. is in the car? Gee, didn't they love COVID? They loved the pandemic. Just that control they had over us. Savage. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. A savage republic inside the plot to destroy America lays out the threats we face, prepare you for what's next, and offer solutions to save our republic. Please wake up and fight back before it is too late. You can buy it right now on Amazon or on bondsandnoble.com. A Savage Republic, Inside the Plot to Destroy America by Michael Savage. Thank you for listening. Share it with five others. So I I tweeted earlier today, who's the greater threat, Putin or Biden? I made it very simple. And of course, uh, some are saying Putin uh, free reign over Russia's arsenal, but they get the the message I'm saying. I mean, we are threatened by our own administration. Yeah. but moving on to Georgia, even MSNBC noted that, quote, even if neither Willis nor her office is disqualified and her office is allowed to continue prosecuting this case, the damage done to the public's perception of the case is incontrovertible. Big deal. But of course, the media is trying to spin this as racism and a witch hunt against poor Fannie Willis. <laughs> so even if Trump, if Trump rather gets off the hook because of her. You know, they're killing him by a thousand slashes. The yeah. old Arab thing was they didn't kill you with one blow of a sword. If they really hated you, they didn't just cut your head off. They cut you in a thousand small cuts until you bled to death. And I'm watching Trump and he gets up after the ruling, gives another rally. And I truly don't know how any man on earth could do it. There's a mixture of admiration and, and, and astonishment on my part because I'm yeah. only a few years older than him. I don't know how he does this. Yeah. Can he survive this unlimited assault from every angle? Well, look, he's a strong man and he's showing it. Um, and I guess, look, even people who are not Trump fans have been so, sort of forced to rally to his cause because it's so egregious, it's so unfair, and people recognise, if they have any brains, 
that Trump is just the sort of avatar of what they want to do to us. Um, and so, uh, look, I, I don't know if he can survive it. I think they're treating him like, you know, when you have um, the picadors come out in the bullfight <laughs> and they come out with the spears and they madden the bull and they weaken him and he's bleeding and he's That's broken awful. down half dead and then the broken down old matador joe oh. biden comes onto the bull oh. ring and just finishes him off and everyone cheers and goes way um oh. i hope i hope I hope the election isn't like that but oh that's you mean they could elect the i've been saying if this goes on and if trump keeps making mistakes as he's been making like the sneaker mistake to me it diminished him as a man in other words he was a victim mm. he got a lot of people on his side people who i know are fed up with him i'm telling you the honest truth who voted for him who were tired of him said mm. they're, they're going to vote him again for him again after what they did to him and watch the speeches then the sneaker thing comes out and people are saying what why would he do a thing like this do you care to comment the on the gold sneaker thing he needs the money. It's like the NFTs that he did. Um, oh. I, I know the RNC has got money problems and Ronald McDaniel's out, but I'm not sure that that's going to help. His legal bills are astronomical. Um, well, how, how much is his fines now? 500 it's with, with half interest, a billion? It's with interest. The, the yeah. case in New York at $355 million is now $400 million with interest already. Right. And then he's got the other one that he's got to pay that silly woman. Um, oh, my God. Well, yeah. I don't know. To me, when I saw this judge rule that both he and his sons could not run the corporation that they built, I was reminded of a biblical phrase uh, that if you take away a man's millstone, it is as though you have killed him. You know, we know that this judge yeah. Warren or whatever his name is, is an atheist communist from hell. Yeah, but maybe if he had gone to Sunday school or Hebrew school, I don't even know his ethnic background, and I really don't want to know it. He maybe would have read that if you take away a man's millstone, it is as though you have killed him. This is forbidden by Western law to take away a man's millstone. Maybe I'm the only one who still reads the Bible, but I actually read it and I understand why these things were written, because even in those days, Miranda, people were so in power, people in power had become so drunk on power. Yes. That they were willing to do anything to destroy their enemies, including a take away their millstone where they would literally starve to death. Yeah, I, I mean, it's frightening what um, Donald Trump does to people. It makes, um, you know, the most reasonable people Why? into deranged lunatics. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I wish you could tell me as an, a brilliant, not intelligent, but a brilliant journalist who I greatly respect. Why does he invoke such hatred and anger and rage in people? I think in, in some ways it's a class thing for a lot of um, liberals because um, they see him as uncouth and uncivilized and barbaric. <laughs> and and also he <laughs> empowers the people that they, you know, the, the hobbits that they have. <laughs> the um, hobbits. Yeah, the, you know, the white uh, working class Americans who they revile, who they see as fat and stupid, um, deplorables. They really do hate them. There is a hatred for those. And those people are patriotic. They're, they're you know, what made America great. And I think it's an, I don't know, it's an atavistic feeling. Um, it makes them, it makes them feel good um, that they, you know, sip lattes and are skinny and 
go to the gym and they look down on the hobbits out there, the great unwashed in food deserts um, who they despise. Is that what it's about? Is it pure race or class warfare? Class warfare? Class. I think it's class warfare. I don't know why they hate their fellow Americans though like that. I don't understand that. Well, They're sort you, of embarrassed. You, you know, Miranda, you're an American by by birth. You were born in Queens, right? Yes. New York. But <laughs> yes. you grew up in Australia? Um, in Japan but and Australia, yeah. And a bit in America. Yeah. By the way, do you speak Japanese? I used to speak fluent Japanese. And unfortunately, we left when I was 11. And um, I just, most of it's gone. I can say, ogenki desu ka Okay, let's go to Japanese food with your family one night. Maybe I'll get better treatment. <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful country. I went there twice many years ago. Um, I love the culture of Japan, the little I know of it that I've studied, and I haven't studied it in great detail. I'm phenomenally interested in their art yes, and their their poetry. I'm interested in their culture of warrior, yeah. warrior class, the Bushido interests Samurai. me greatly. yeah. The whole thing about their their honor and the honor system. And by the way, there's a good Netflix show called Tokyo Vice that's out. Uh, yes, I, so I was just told about that today. I'm dying to watch it. Yeah, I happen to love Asian crime movies. I think they do them better than anybody. I think the number one crime movies are British. I like British. The London criminals are the best. Number yeah. two are the Japanese. Slow horses. Yeah, yeah, I I love it, the, and they're much better than the American mafia movies, which are so predictable. Oh. God how many fuck, times brilliant. can you watch? How many times can you watch a, an Italian guy eat veal parmesan? <laughs> oh, nothing's better than Godfather. You can't convince me. <laughs> no, no, it's a great movie, but I've seen it too many times, and it's such. Yeah. there's no honor film. amongst those people. They would they would bury their own mother for ten cents. Most of them, <laughs> they have no honor whatsoever. Uh, those days are over. You know, the war hero who comes back as Sonny uh, Michael Corleone yeah. gets dragged into the mob by accident, but he really didn't want to, but he had to do it to make a living. I mean, it's a great story, but it's not true. So, yeah, Tokyo Vice is good. And there's another one, since I'm talking about movies out of the blue, that I absolutely love. If you if you said yes to Tokyo Vice, there's another show that I started to watch on HBO Max, which has just been moved to ne Netflix this week which is called Warrior, and it's about Chinatown, San Francisco, 1870s. Oh, that's Oh, my God. Good. If you like Chinese culture, and I live in the San Francisco area, I don't know how they digitize these sets, but you feel like you're in the streets of San Francisco with the cobblestone streets and the horses in the 1870s when there really was this viable Chinatown underworld. That's astounding. Oh, it sounds fascinating. And and but, but Miranda, I'm getting worked up because I so much love this show. The ruling... A class in San Francisco at that time are the Irish. So the mayor oh. is Irish. The contractors get the contracts are Irish. The cops are all big Irishmen. And of course, they see the, 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 the Chinese as less than human. Right. In the way this is written from the point of view of the Chinese immigrant. Yeah. It's astonishingly well done, but it's eerily similar to what's going on today. Just change the color of the skins and the change. Some of the races, it's identical to what's actually happening right now. Well, history repeats, doesn't it? Always. It is. It and really humans is. don't change. We're always the same, just as greedy. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, when I was growing up, I used to think, how could um, such and such atrocity happen? You know, the Holocaust, um, Mao, um, Stalin. And now I think, and, you know, and, and you think, oh, well, I live in a civilized country that could never happen. Oh. But actually- it can happen. And that's what we can't lull us. And 
and it can happen so quickly. You're like frogs in boiling water and suddenly the revolution is upon you. Savage. Home of borders, language, culture, the Savage Nation. We see the crime in New York subways. Again, it's largely minorities attacking others, whites and Asians. Like I saw one of a beautiful young man, an MD, PhD student who plays the cello in the subways as part of a program. Did yeah. you see that story today? No. What? The boy is a beautiful medical student. Yeah. He's part of the New York culture thing where they play music in the, in the subways for the poor people who take the subway. Yeah. And a woman, if you want to call her that, comes up from behind him, and hits him in the back of the head with a metal pipe. Oh, gosh. This beautiful brain, this educated, civilized, cultured brain is struck by a subhuman. Oh, it's you say it can't happen here. It is happening here. Oh, and he's unconscious. Is he okay? No, he actually survived the attack. He said he's not going to play the cello in the subways anymore. No, that's all is he going to do. But what I'm saying is people don't know who the Nazis used to man the concentration camps. They were sub morons and subhumans like those you see in the subways. Yeah, could just as easily be deputized by the new Jacobins or Jacobins, whatever you want to call them, and be used. They're already cowing us by not being punished severely. You know, they're let out of jail the next day with George Soros money by DAs like George Soros and let them out the next day. Yeah. Or, or, or we're both lovers of art. They go into art museums here and in Europe and they throw red paint on a, on a Van Gogh or a, a Rembrandt painting. Yeah. And they're not punished. They're let out the next day like they did something great. You know, I just wonder, these leftists must be the worst parents because there are never any consequences. Um, you, you know, I mean, society, people are like children. If you don't give them boundaries, if you don't right. punish them when they do something naughty, then they'll right. be even Absolutely. naughtier next time. They'll grow into complete psychopaths. Well, they have. They're running the country. Yeah. Yeah. Running. So, Miranda, any final thoughts on... Uh, any political issue or any cultural issue other than the ones we have discussed thus far? Well, I just think, you know, it's this year is a year, it's all politics. And um, I think that we just have to keep our eyes on the prize and hope that Trump can stay strong and keep his head above water. Um, and- Wait, Miranda, you're raising a good point. Let's say he can't take it anymore and he drops out or something. He's 77. He eats absolute garbage. He doesn't exercise. Uh, Let's say his health fails him from the stress that he's under. God forbid. I'm saying God forbid. Who would take over in this race on the Republican side? Well, who would or who should? I I think who would? would, Who's the next in in line? Well, I think, I mean, Nikki Haley's trying to be the last woman standing. Oh, Lord. I know. But but look, I mean, I think Ron DeSantis, I always liked him. So did I. He was the the sort of young Trump um, and who was also, you know, shown himself very effective. Yes. He hasn't got Trump's charisma and charm. No. Terrible uh, speaker. Terrible speaker. I don't know why he doesn't get voice training. Of all things, he has the worst voice. It's like fingernails down a chalkboard and how easy it would be to fix that. Um, but anyway, it, but but he he sort of dropped out. Can he come well, back, Miranda? But could he come back if, God forbid, Trump dropped out? Well, I don't see why he couldn't. I mean, he could be drafted, couldn't he? But it would have to take a lot a lot better organization than yeah, he managed he had a terrible, to show. Oh, the yeah. worst. He yeah. had the worst 
political advisors I've ever encountered in my life. Well, I and, think his uh, wife is one of them, sadly, lovely as she is. I don't think oh, she really she was running the advice. campaign. She ran no, the campaign. No, but you know, I, from what I hear, she had quite a deal of influence, including in I think the fatal blow he did himself was getting rid of Susie Wiles, who then was hostile to him and joined up with Trump and has been magnificent for Trump. Um, and and Susie Wiles helped him win in Florida, you know, in the state races. So, what was uh, that about? I don't even know the ins and outs of that one. But you know, here's what I felt about that. And I know I've alienated the entire Trump Trump world. I probably can never go to Mar-a-Lago again <laughs> because I've said this publicly because they know I say what I I, I think in politics. Otherwise, we have there's no to. Point in, there's, yeah. Otherwise, I can't go on and with this stuff. So I said to you, the sneakers are a mistake, which they are. I don't care what amount of money he raises. He's he's looking very tawdry. That's number one. Uh, number two, the big mistake was not attacking DeSantis, but destroying DeSantis. Yes, they were more vitriolic toward DeSantis than they were to Biden. They yeah. may as well have been the advisors yes. to Biden for what they did to this decent man. Yeah. I was advising publicly that uh, DeSantis should appear more often in the in the Navy white photos. He looked great as a former Navy yeah. SEAL attorney. He looked great. The wife is a beautiful woman, cancer survivor. They never played up those aspects of themselves, which they should have done. And the Trumps could have defeated him without destroying him. But they yes. didn't just destroy him. They destroyed the future of the Republican Party exactly. by turning him into mush. Yeah. And that's the problem here. That's the problem I, as I see it. And, and I've said it before, and I'd be afraid to go to Mar-a-Lago, and I'd be afraid to eat the salad after this. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. And look, I think Trump actually respects people who tell him the truth and aren't sycophants. And he's surrounded himself with sycophants at the moment yes. and uh, not very smart ones, unfortunately. No, they're not very smart. And that's what I said. I said his team is filled with idi venal idiots who are adolescent in their mentality by doing vicious, this. Vicious, vicious. I mean, vicious I, I children, vicious it, children. It really turned me off. Um, seeing what they were doing to DeSantis. You, you know, too. I, you too. Was, me too. Same thing. That's I, what I, got me sick. I do think that, you know, the good thing about primaries is that it sorts out the sheep from the goats. And I was disappointed in DeSantis. And I thought to myself, well, look, he, on paper, he seemed like the perfect candidate. I didn't care that he wasn't charming or charismatic and Neither he wasn't did I. a showman. I actually thought that was a good thing because I think people are sick of, uh, you know, retail politicians. Joe Biden is supposed to be the best of his generation. Ugh. Who wants that smarmy, creepy, fake? No, I'll, I'll take a Harry Truman. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 exactly. I'll take, a you know, a haberdasher from Kansas City over a, yeah. slick, a slick artist. Every time. And what, how much better a president was he there? You know, because humility, I think Ron DeSantis has humility in spades, just as Truman did. So I think he would have been a really good president. But I did think, well, he hasn't got what it takes because, you know, if he couldn't run a campaign, um, you know, if he allowed himself to be, you know. Destroyed. Destroyed by Trump. I mean, that yeah. if, you, yeah. if what you're going to be president, well, that's the theory. Yeah. What if he couldn't handle Trump's criticism? How could he handle yeah. the Democrats and the, the more vicious more people in the world? But you know, yeah, you know. But there's 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 another element to it, which is that they've destroyed him forever. The way they categorized him, he's short. He yeah. wears elevator shoes. Who does that in a campaign? But a group of juvenile, vicious fools. Yeah. So this is why I think DeSantis, as good as he's done in Florida, they've weakened them so badly that he's not even as a, 
as admired in Florida as he was before yeah. the election. They destroyed him yeah. when they didn't have to do that. And I don't know that he could come back. And God forbid we get Haley. I don't trust her at all. Personally, I never liked her. I don't know. But look, you, you can't let um, the perfect be the enemy of the good. I completely agree with you on Haley. Um, not a fan at all. But, um, you know, I think the Republicans are imperfect, but they're a hell of a lot better than than the Democrats. And so I think that the, the goal has to be to beat the Democrats. And whoever you have um, at, at your helm, um, if they can win, that's what you want. So, um, I mean, it's Trump um, and he yeah. should win against Biden. But, the, you know, I just wouldn't put it past the Democrats to swap out Biden for someone more younger. I think if they anybody who puts a, a 40 or 50 year old candidate in there is going to win. Savage. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Well, I'll conclude by saying I agree with you 100 percent. And I'm on record saying that Gavin Newsom was sent to China as a trial balloon. <laughs> and he came away looking great. He's a very good looking movie star, handsome guy. I know. Him I personally. don't think he is. I think he's repellent. Well, you see, a lot of women will say that I'm I'm a guy. And as a man, I think he's kind of got movie star good looks. OK, but a lot of women see through that in their own <laughs> way. But when yeah. he went to China, two things happened. One, they tried him out on the world stage against Xi. He's tall. Number one, he's a very tall guy. Yeah, he did not bow down to Xi. Yes which was interesting. He didn't do one of these. Yeah. Very important. Which Blinken, remember, Blinken was almost prostrate. Oh, yeah. Blinken ground. was almost on the ground crawling yeah. in front of him. Yeah. I'm not surprised by Blinky Blinken. Yeah. Uh, but another thing about, about Newsom that was good is he was playing ball with a Chinese kid and he fell over on the kid. They both yeah. tripped at the same time. I and rolled. But he didn't hurt the kid. He no. protected him. He has three or four children of his own. He looked very, very good there. And I'm saying yeah. that they, they could make him a moderate, a little more moderate, and he could easily win if they sw swapped him out for Biden. Great. Just due to America, what he's done to California, just what we need. I think if America became more like San Francisco, we'd all be much, much happier and healthier, wouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, New York's getting there. We have got a bit of human excrement on the side. Oh, Okay. Yeah, lovely. On that note, I think we should both break for dinner right now. <laughs> um, I always look forward to Miranda Devine's columns when I announced on my YouTube uh, show the other day that I was going to be interviewing Miranda today on Monday and the podcast will be up Tuesday. People were very favorable. We all look forward to your uh, columns. And uh, what's your next one about? Can you give us a hint? Oh, I'm... Uh... No, I'm actually in in uh, the middle of just finishing off a book, so oh. I'm, I'm not thinking. I have got some ideas. Well, here's an I idea for you. Michael Savage is the same age as Joe Biden, and I didn't know it. <laughs> well, <laughs> look, I just it, it, to to finish off. I just want to say that I don't think we should underestimate Joe Biden. He likes to be underestimated. Mm. His secret potion, and um, I have talked to people who have been in rooms with him, and they're not crazy like Mallorcas and saying, oh, he's so astute and bright. But what they say is he was fine. He ran the agenda. He wasn't looking at notes very much. People were deferring. So what are you saying? It's a big, big Chinjaganti act? 
<laughs> yeah, well, that's that's. Um, it definitely was the bathrobe act when uh, Robert Hur was asking him questions. Yes, you would incriminate himself. Of course, he pretends that he doesn't remember, wow. and then Robert Hur gets him off the hook. So he look. Joe Biden's mentality is he's a small-time crook. He's yeah. Delaware Mafia. That's the way you have to think about it. Did you say Delaware Mafia? Yes. You're the only one who actually said that. Have you ever written about that? Um, I have a little bit in my um, in the in the book, The Big Guy, because I delved quite a bit into Delaware, and there's a thing called actually David Weiss, um, the US attorney there in Delaware, coined this term the Delaware way many years ago. And it's for this cozy little system of cronyism and favor trading um, where, you know, you, you rub my back and I'll rub yours and everyone comes out ahead. Well, no, that's not what happens. Everyone doesn't win. There are always losers. But Joe Biden thinks that people who fall for his con job uh, game are are chumps. He says that all the time. He loves using that word chumps. He loves having having one over on people. It would he would be getting delight, real mm-hmm. real mischief out of um duping people. Duper's delight. You can see it in his mm. smile. And so I look I, he's definitely cognitively on the on the downhill trajectory. I mean, come on, and- when he wanders off a stage in the wrong direction or doesn't oh. know where he is. So he's going in. He's going in and out of uh, dementia. Okay, he's going in and out of it. Well, yes, he's going because everyone does at the beginning. But also remember that he had two brain aneurysms and he had brain surgery. Yes, everyone forgets that. I brought that up myself the other day, and everyone I brought it up on Newsmax TV. Everyone forgot that. Everyone forgets it, and so it could be that he has a unique kind of cognitive decline, which targets. You know, whatever part of his brain was zapped when the blood clot exploded, oh. um, and other parts of his brain are still okay. Um, and it could be overlaid with, you know, regular dementia, age related dementia, whatever. You know, everybody forgets words as they get older. So it's a, a com- combination of things um, falling, falling up the stairs and so on. He seems to have a spatial problem. But, but, you know, his cunning yes. remains intact, and that's probably muscle memory. But I think there's good a good side of that as well, which is that it means it's going to be much harder for the Democrats to dislodge him because he loves the job. He loves the trappings. He doesn't actually do the job, but he loves having, you know, private jets and butlers and all the rest. Private um, jets? He, you mean the biggest private jet in the world? Yeah. yeah army at his disposal. Army at his disposal. He, could, he can wreck a nation at the, at the stroke of a pen. Oh, he would get off on that so much. His finger would Miranda, be on Miranda, I've got to go trigger. back to the Delaware way. And I know it's getting late for you. You Did you say the Delaware mafia or something like that? Yeah. Okay. Here's a, a loaded question that's been plaguing me for years. Delaware is adjacent to a state called Maryland. Is it not? Um, Pennsylvania. Is it Maryland as well? Well, let's say it's clo- close. Yeah. To Maryland. Yeah. Uh, isn't there a former speaker of the house of representatives whose family was very prominent in uh, Baltimore for a number of decades by the name of Nancy Pelosi. Yes. Yes. In your research, was there ever any connection between the the Biden machine and the Pelosi machine in built in Baltimore? No. Um, And look, that's not saying there isn't, but I think that Biden was always viewed by his colleagues as a joke. 
um, because he was outsmarting them all. Well, he became president, didn't he? So in a way, he's president, not them. So he played he played the kind of untermensch and maybe acted a little dumber, dumber than than they are. And he he conned them into thinking he's really easily manipulated. Well, he is dumb in a way. I think he's actually illiterate, which is why he has so much trouble with the um, the teleprompter. And he can no longer, you know, remember things. He can't speak contemporaneously because, uh, ex- extemporaneously, I mean, um, off the cuff, um, because he's just, you know, right, his brain's circuit, going. The circuits are closed. Those stations yeah. are closed for life. Yeah. You know, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I just looking at the laptop and he's writing, it, there's not a lot of writing um, to his son because he's very careful not to commit much to writing. But um, when he sends messages, they are full of the spelling errors of someone who can't read and write, um, who's, you know, had, had a rested development in that way. And he did have a lot of trouble at school with the nuns. And so it could be that he was dyslexic, like a lot of boys are, little oh. boys. Smart boys are dyslexic. And so therefore, and he had trouble at law school. He plagiarized and so on. And so it could be that he just bumbled his way through, unable to read. And that, you know, that takes a a lot of skill to do that. And then he's been put on a pedestal by his mother in the entire family. His two brothers and his sister were groomed to serve him, the great Joe Biden. Oh, he was the heir apparent. He was the because the mother had a very disappointing marriage, alcoholic husband, and uh, and so she put all her, you know, love and ambitions into this this handsome little boy, hmm. and and so he's he's sort of got his own little pack then with his family, and Delaware is this peculiar state. All you know, practically every company in America is incorporated there. And uh, yes, therefore, right. there's a huge amount of money and corruption. And that's why they call it the Delaware way, because the corporations come in there. Joe Biden has a powerful position uh, as the head of, you know, Senate Judiciary Committee or head of foreign relations. He makes legislation happen that his donors in Delaware like, and he has unlimited donors because of all the corporates. And um, everybody's happy. Joe Biden on a senator's salary gets to buy a DuPont mansion with ballroom. Um, you know, a, he dresses in extremely expensive clothes. He loves – the Bidens have – this is why they made millions of dollars and they have nothing to show for it. You know, the other the other day I did a show on my YouTube channel called Is Jill Biden Madam President? It's a very important YouTube piece. I'm not the only one in the world who's asked the question. I haven't seen it asked recently, but it's a great topic for us to discuss at another time because – uh, in history, there's an example of a president having a stroke and his wife taking over and signing papers for him, passing bills, Woodrow Wilson and the first lady. It's a well-documented part of American history and the country did survive it. And the fact is, is that I think that it's it's highly possible that Jill Biden is running America. What do you think of that? Well, yeah, um, she she's she doesn't seem to be very happy about being Joe's nursemaid. But, you know, you see glimpses of her now. She's doing a lot of campaigning. Yeah. Um, she's certainly acting like that. I'll give you one great anecdote from from my book about um, Jill oh, Biden, I think, I which says it, it all. Um, so when she was dating Joe Biden, um, she was a divorcee, um, it People in Wilmington, which is not a very ritzy town, um, still remember to this day that she showed up 
in a local pizza joint wearing a full-length fur to go to dinner with Joe. <laughs> Just think of all of the flour falling into that fur. I, I you know, <laughs> I wouldn't wear the a mozzarella. Fur yeah. Yeah, but even that 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 floury. Yes. You know, that stuff that falls off pizza, it always goes on your clothing. I can't imagine you getting out of fur very easily. <laughs> she so, must have thought Joe was going to take her somewhere fancy and he took her to the pizza joint. <laughs> well, maybe to him, he thought he was in the four seasons. <laughs> okay, Miranda, it's always a pleasure. Um, it really, it really is. And I, I'm going to suggest a topic for you. You know, it's going to be about me. I can't help it. I'm like a little bit of Trump in me. All of us boys from Queens have the same uh, problem, but I am the same age as Joe Biden. I can speak extemporaneously. Yes. Uh, I do two podcasts a week and several YouTube pieces a week, and I haven't missed a beat yet. And one of the reasons I keep going is one, because I love my country. And I remember JFK's great line, ask not what your nation can do for you, but what you can do for your nation. Yes. It, it was branded in my brain. It set me on the road from, uh, being a uh, I was a welfare uh, worker, a social worker in New York. Believe me, I worked the mean streets of the Upper West Side when it was a wreck. Wow. Uh, I went into all of these places. I saw how they were scamming the system even then. And I wound up in the radio and now I'm doing this and that. So the fact is, is that some of us have seen this revolution emerge and I don't know that we can recover from it. You know, many people are optimistic that think people will awaken in time and uh, and save us from Biden. I'm not so sure. Uh, honestly. Yeah, I'm not so sure. The Dems have got things rigged. And, you know, you've got a structural problem in this country where you've got so many, you've got this underclass minorities of fatherless homes and yeah. people oh. not socialized, kids no. brought up. They're as, like they're like feral creatures. Yeah. And it's the, really and unfair. No, it's terrible. These These kids come out of these homes and they're virtually atavistic. They have no compassion for another human being. And yet you look back in, I think, the 50s and the 60s, black families were more intact, more healthy um, than than any other demographic. And well, LBJ it, certainly did them in with his great society, became big daddy to them. And now you've got people like Fannie Willis are the mothers of the nation. Oh, like God in heaven. That was something, that trial. So and she's a hero to, to her cohort. Yeah, but she is very similar to the New York uh, State Attorney General, Letitia James. 100%. Very similar, cut from the same uh, ice cream uh, bar. Angry black women who absolutely despise Donald Trump. He is to them everything that has disappointed their lives. Well, because what? He's white and rich? Yeah, a male. I mean, I think they just don't like men because they've been let down. They had no fathers themselves, probably. I mean, Fanny Willis's father was was in the the witness box for her, um, yeah. but he wasn't around when she was little. He abandoned the family. What, wasn't he? Wasn't I saw him appear? He looked like black a nice, panther. Yeah, he looked like a nice old black guy, but he really had been a black revolutionary, right? Yeah, really yeah, bad it guy. Shows you what an act he can put on. He looked yeah. harmless to me. Didn't he? He looked like a lovely man. Nice yeah. man. I would like to go have pizza with him, but yeah. I know better. Mm. Uh, Miranda, let me know what you think of the shows that you're watching on TV. Let's, yes. Let's pen pal each other if you find the show better than the ones I've mentioned oh, tonight. There's another one. Um, I haven't seen it, but I the same friend who has a great taste told me today. It's Truman Capote versus the Swans. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. 
Yeah, it's it's all about Truman Capote when he was in New York and he had these women. They used to hold court in a at a restaurant here, and oh, you know, it, all all the society dames, and it has some fantastic act actresses in it as well. Oh, I love those dress up shows. They're beautiful. All the Audrey Hepburn outfits must be in that. Yes, show. exactly. Oh, who could who could resist that? Yeah. Thank you so much, Miranda. Have a great evening, and thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Michael. Podcast. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and learned something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.